back episode 12 of rainy days um i guess first and foremost again as always thank you guys for listening and tuning in and watching if you're watching this on youtube uh listening if you're on soundcloud or wherever the fuck you're taking this in uh we appreciate you um real quick i do have i put out my Lil uzi vert uh futsal shuffle 2020 reaction up on youtube um you know, I don't think I have much else to say about the track at this point. Uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on it, just go watch it. Uh, I also have a couple other reactions up to Heartless and Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. So go check those out. I will be doing a reaction to The Weeknd's album when it comes out. I'll be doing one to Party Next Door's album when it comes out. Um, and yeah, um, also per usual, guys, um, feel free to follow us on social media at rainy days r-n-y-d-y-s on instagram uh on twitter it's r-n-y-d-y-s with two underscores and um you can subscribe to youtube if you look up rainy days with randy la last name is a-l-a-y uh it's the same thing on soundcloud if you want to follow and whatnot share that shit george and i will give you a scooby snack something like that um and also Shout out to the Girl Scouts. Got me some cookies. George did too. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. I love their work, dude. And they take Venmo now. One sec. They do take Venmo now, which is changing the game. So, you know, I Venmo'd them for my cookies. Caramel Delights, shit's, shit's fire. Which is weird, though, because I don't really like coconut, unless it's on these bitches. But, whatever, besides the point. Just quick shout-out to the Girl Scouts. Keep doing your thing. Love your work. Um, so, today I have a few things to get into. Um, again, I know that this is... My main thing today has kind of been like a trending topic over the last like week or two. Um, so before I get into that, just, you know, disclosure, this is my opinion. Um, you don't have to agree. If you agree, cool. If not, cool. Uh, that is your opinion. At the same time, um, don't come at me for my opinion. It's just my opinion. Um I don't get it, dude. <laughs> so my family always, for some reason, right? I tell them, like, hey, I'm going to be fucking doing this. Let me just get 45 minutes of quiet, right? They fucking decide to make noise in the kitchen, which is right next to the podcast room, for 45 minutes straight. And they decide to play music for 45 minutes straight. And then once we finish and we get out of here, they're like, oh, we got other shit to do now, too. So we're going to leave. It's like, okay. All right, so let's just ignore the fact that my family is doing dishes and, you know, putting away the groceries and listening to music outside of the room. Hopefully you won't hear too much of it. Um, 
So the first topic I kind of wanted to get into was Lizzo. Um, so, you know, whatever. She's got some popular songs. I know, like, her biggest one is Truth Hurts, I think it is. Um, which I'm going to I'm going to play a small clip of it just because the beginning of it is so annoying. All right. I mean, it's going to be through my phone because I didn't plan on doing this, but I have to. So just listen to this shit. First of all, like I said, this is my opinion, um, but regardless of opinions, that is not a good song. And it's also annoying that that is considered R&B, which I'll get into. George just made a face back there as if like, what the fuck? Um, I will get into that. But um, so she went to the Lakers game recently, right? And she was wearing like a oversized T-shirt dress type of thing. Um, and it was like frayed at the bottom and just a thong, no pants, nothing. Um, and you know, obviously that's going to cause a stir. Some people are like, you shouldn't be showing up to a, a Lakers game like that. Um, and of course, again, this is my opinion. So if you don't agree with it and you don't want to hear what I have to say, feel free to click out. Um, but so I know a lot of people on the internet, right? Like her fans and, you know, a bunch of other people turned this into, you know, cause obviously she came under some backlash for it and people turned it into, you know, a, like it was an issue about her weight or her skin color. No, it is not an issue regarding your weight or your skin color. The issue around you wearing a thong to a Lakers game and twerking on the fucking Jumbotron is this. There are families at this game, right? They're, you know, moms and dads bringing their fucking four, five, six, seven-year-old kids just to watch some basketball. They're there to watch basketball. They're there to watch LeBron James play some sports and, you know, do stuff, and they're there to look at Anthony Davis's unibrow and all that other shit, you know? They're there to see Avery Bradley, former Celtic, former uh, customer of Georgia's at Royal Cleaners. Um, so shout out to Royal Cleaners. Um, take a drink to that. I'm drinking Canada dry pomegranate cherry seltzer today. Fucking dank. Um, but, so, yeah. It's not about your weight, Lizzo. It's not about your skin color, Lizzo. It's about the fact that a basketball game is a family environment. If you're going to go out to the club later after the game, then change into this outfit. But, you know, throw on some jeans, throw on some sweatpants, throw on some fucking, you know, shorts, something. Um, just don't go. Just don't throw on underwear and then forget the rest of your outfit. Uh, I don't think that, you know, wasn't appropriate. I, I, I sure as hell wouldn't want to see that at a fucking Lakers game, regardless of... I mean, granted, I'm not really going to go to Lakers games because they're in Los Angeles and I'm in Waltham. Um, but, um, but yeah, I know that this was like a whole thing. Um, again, it's not about your weight. It's not about your skin color. It's about the fact that 
there are children at this game. It's a family environment. And, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Um, I think that it, it would have been a similar reaction no matter who did it. Um, yeah, so that's all I have to say about, you know, that whole Lakers outfit. But sticking to the topic of Lizzo, which just like a side note, I am I, I love her confidence and, you know, I'm happy for her success. You know, she's fucking she's doing good for herself and or doing well for herself. And, you know, um, can't hate on that, you know, uh, so I'm happy for her. But at the same time, not a fan. Um, and also she's leading Grammy nominations this year with eight, um, which makes no sense at all. Uh, seeing how, you know, Billie Eilish had a, had a great year. Um, Post Malone had a great year. Khalid had a great year. Um, Lil Nas X had a great year. And, you know, there was so many other artists that I think could have led Grammy nominations, but sure. And I know, like I said, again, a lot of her stuff is being considered R&B, which, you know, just... Just to get like some background on it, I gave some of her stuff a listen um, before recording this. I could not make it through a whole track, um, and it, like like I said again, this is my opinion. This is how I feel about her music. But I could not even make it through one fucking track, like none. Couldn't make it through Truth Hurts. Couldn't make it through any of her other fucking nominated shit. No, no. It's for me. It's dumpster juice. Um, but like I said, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. If you do, cool. Um, but I don't. Um, but yeah, so I think that there should have been. I think that somebody else could have definitely led Grammy nominations. I don't think that she was exactly the the best. She didn't have the best year for music. Um, and at the same time, I guess that Time Magazine uh, named her the Entertainer of the Year, which also makes no sense because again, Billie Eilish, great album great fucking great year um post malone great album great year um which i did like billy eilish's album more than post malone's but hey um again just opinions but um but yeah i don't i don't i don't know i don't i feel like you know a lot of these uh which the grammys have been very um unreliable for years now i believe i feel like they've been kind of you know losing their um losing their touch as far as like being a reputable uh award even though it is like the most coveted music award um i forget what it was a couple years ago i think cardi b beat out uh no it might have been last year cardi b beat out travis scott for best rap album uh after travis scott dropped World, which you know, um, Cardi B is another one that I don't really, you know, I'm not too fond of. Um, I will get into Cardi B a little bit towards the end, though, because of some, you know, shit that's been going on with her and Offset. Um, but yeah, so Lizzo also she shot her. She she was at I guess that they interviewed her at this Lakers game. I think it was against the Timberwolves and uh, she shot her shot with Carl Anthony Towns, um, you know, the Timberwolves starting center, whatever, all star. Um I don't know, saying something, she's a big fan, blah, 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 whatever. And then the Rockets invited her to 
their arena, obviously, and said that you have that you're very welcome to come and perform with our dance team after seeing her moves at the Lakers game. And you know, I don't. Uh, fucking Rockets, dude. Rockets can't hold a lead in the playoffs now. They're fucking indulging this in, this behavior at basketball games. I, for one, if I knew that Lizzo was going to a Celtics game, I would sacrifice my ticket. I'm sorry, but I'm not there to see. I'm not there to see her twerk on the, like I said, on the jumbotron. I don't think anybody needs to see that, like at a basketball game. Again, it's a family environment. Um, I will say, to give her some credit, her music is catchy. Like Truth Hurts was very catchy, but at the same time, I could not even sit through one whole listen. Of truth hurts. But um. But yeah. So like I said. She's considered R&B. Which. I feel like there's a lot of artists right now. That you know. Are considered R&B. That um. Shouldn't be. But. You know. I think that. The the bigger names in R&B. Have kind of taken a step back. Uh, this last year. Definitely in 2019. Um, obviously you still got, you know, Daniel Caesar dropped an album, Summer Walker dropped an album, uh, her dropped a couple songs. That's just like to name a few that, you know, are still holding, holding strong in R&B, um, that dropped this year at least. I might be forgetting a few, but hey, you know, shit happens. But 2020 is the year that real R&B will finally make its comeback, um, which I'm very excited for. I think that, you know, a lot of these newer R&B artists will, um, you know, kind of be put back in their place. And I don't know. Uh, So, uh, you know, with 2020 around the corner, like I said, real R&B is about to make a comeback, I think. Um, So you got already confirmed. You have Party Next Door dropping an album in January. Again, I will be doing a reaction to that. So, you know, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, Huge fan of Party Next Door. Uh, I think... I know I've said it before, but I think that Party Next Door really kind of pioneered that whole trap soul uh, sound. And I think that Bryson Taylor just kind of put a name to it and ran with it. And I think that... All right, hold on. I'll talk about Brent in a sec. Uh, Party Next... No, Jesus. Talk about Bryson in a sec. Um... You got the weekend, who you know maybe he'll drop this month, maybe he'll drop in January uh, at some point. But you know his album's gonna be big in twenty twenty, um, which I think that the weekend really changed up R and B as well with uh, House of Balloons. Um, and anybody who thinks different, I am ready for that debate too. I know that a lot of your favorite newer R and B artists. Are definitely inspired by Party Next Door or The Weeknd, and also Frank Ocean. Um, I know that a lot of newer R and B artists are also inspired by Frank, who, uh, you know, he's kind of been MIA too. He dropped a couple songs. He dropped a few songs this year, so you know, he's still his name is still out there. I don't think that anyone's ever going to forget about Frank, no matter what. Um, maybe he'll drop something in twenty twenty, Black. So I think that Black, regardless, you know, he's put out two very strong projects. He hasn't missed on a feature yet. And for some reason, he's still not getting the appreciation that he should. And, you know, obviously, 
black can rap too um but you know hopefully black will drop something in 2020 i need something from black in 2020 we didn't even get a single from black this year uh obviously we got all whole bunch of features which um he still killed every single one he uh like i said black doesn't miss black doesn't miss um maybe bryson tiller will make his comeback in 2020 i know that bryson is expecting a child with uh his girlfriend uh so congratulations to bryson but at the same time we need some music from bryson obviously trap soul was a remarkable album uh i forget the name of the second one true to self uh lackluster um i do think that he had a few good songs on there but he really i think he missed on that album but i do need him to you know i need him to drop something good i don't want to see bryson as you know kind of like a one album hit uh which you know i again i have hope for bryson i really do but at the same time i think that he's he took a step back and i don't know what he's gonna make he did drop, I think he dropped like a song or two this year too, but you know, nothing too crazy. We'll, we'll see though. And, um, the last, you know, obviously again, I'm missing a bunch, but the last artist that I'm kind of really anticipating for next year is Brent Fayez. Um, for anybody who know, who listens to Brent will know that Brent just, Brent's another one that just doesn't miss everything that he puts out is great for anyone who's not too familiar with Brent Fayez. You might've heard him on, uh, crew with gold link and i forget the other feature that was a pretty i think it came out 2016 2015 2016 one of those and it was a pretty big song i think it i know it was grammy nominated i'm not sure if it won any grammys um which again like i said the grammys have kind of lost their their touch but at the same time crew was a very good song um but yeah i know that brent kind of he put out a couple songs this year as well and he also put out like a preview to this track called Skyline, which seems pretty dope. Uh, it seems like it's going to be one that puts me right in this corner over here in the fetal position, crying, thinking about life and shit, you know. Um, maybe even George will cry to it. I don't know. He's wearing his shades right now. I don't know why it's not that bright in here. Even though we do have the light right there. Why are you wearing shades? Yeah. The fuck? I don't get it, dude. All right, so George's future is too bright, is what he's saying, and that's why he has shades on. Um, you know, and you know, I think both of our futures might be bright, dude. And at the, I'm gonna talk about that towards the end. I got a little something, something that I gotta, you know, get off my chest. Um. But yeah, so like I said, R&B, I think that the the real R&B artists will make a comeback this upcoming year. I think that, you know, a lot of people will kind of be set back uh, once this, once these waves, once this wave of R&B artists kind of comes, like makes their comeback. 2019, just in general, was a pretty disappointing year for music, which I know I can get to, I can get on as far as like, I'll make my, like, end-of-the-year lists for, like, you know, the last episode of 2019, which... Let me look at this calendar real quick. All right, so next Thursday. All right, yeah, so next episode will be 
uh, my year, my end of the year lists as far as album of the year, um, songs of the year, I guess. And, um, you know, worst albums of the year, I guess. And, you know, worst artists, songs of the year, so on. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all I had to say about R&B and Lizzo. Now I kind of, so Offset's birthday just recently passed, right? And you know, he's with Cardi B, which I'm confused as to how uh, he's still with Cardi B after all of these, uh, you know, after he was caught cheating multiple times after, uh, which <laughs> I did laugh, the most recent scandal for Offset when um, I think that somebody like exposed his DMs to her. I think that he was just like, I miss you for real, for real, or some, you know, something like that. Uh, he was shooting his shot, though. And then he he took to Twitter and pretended that he was hacked. And he was like, he was like, oh, like, uh, you know, so he, you know, it was tweeting something about him, like, like, into, like, suck dick or something like that. Oh, no. Um, and the whole thing was like, you know, all right. Okay, let's say that your Twitter did get hacked. How, um... How does that also carry over to your Instagram DMs, which uh, doesn't make any sense? Um, but you know, gotta gotta respect the man for trying. Uh, I'm not sure how well it worked for him. I'm not sure if Cardi B bought it, but um, she must have because for his birthday recently, um, she gave him five hundred thousand dollars cash. Five hundred thousand dollars cash, dude. What? George, what would you do with $500,000 cash? Just one? What else would you do, though? What kind of car, though? A fast car, huh? What kind of mods are you going to put on it? Everything. We could go to Greece with $500,000, dude. And we just blow it all. <laughs> Yeah, with Jimmy Ralex. Well, we can bring Marco too. Jeez, now that Marco has a vest. Um but yeah, so $500,000 cash, right? I just don't get it, dude. Like if it was a gift card, like okay, I can, you know, I can imagine that, but cash? Like how do you transfer that? Like how do you Like do you bring that in duffel bags? Do you fill up a suitcase like I don't know, like, why didn't you just write a check? I know that Offset is all about his cash and whatnot, but um, at the same time, right? So, whatever, she, he got he got $500,000 cash just from her. Who knows how many, you know, Patiki Filippis he got from everybody else because you know that he loves to rap about his his, his paddocks. Um, seems to be the only thing that he raps about nowadays. Uh, if you don't agree, go listen to any song with Offset, and I guarantee you there's at least one line in there about his Patiki Filippi or his AP or his Roly or his uh, whatever the fuck other overpriced watches there are. Patiki Filippi being his most favorite one, though. <laughs> Which, um, yeah. I mean, dude... Do you not have a cell phone that tells you the time, huh? Or, like, do you not just want an Apple Watch that's, like, not that price? And, you know, you can text. Well, clearly he likes to DM people and, you know, you know, maybe he can do that. Or he can just send a text, like, you know, he can write it out on the Apple Watch and shoot his shot like that. Seems more up his alley. Um, but, you know, George, George was claiming that he's not cheating. He's just, like, you know, it's, like, 
showing love to his fans and whatnot, which I guess is one take on it. Um, but um, but yeah, and he also had. I saw like a picture on Twitter, which I'm sure I don't know who liked it that like it popped up on my feed, but um, it was him just kind of like laying. He was like just like chilling back like this, right? Laying like on a table or something, and it's just a bunch of strippers around him and like a bunch of like fake rich guys just like looking on. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, this, is... like okay, I get it, I get it if strippers is your thing, but at the same time, like. That just did not look like a good time. So, um, yeah, it didn't seem like a good time. It seemed like it was just like a, like a whole clusterfuck of a bunch of people that, you know, uh, aren't loyal to their significant others. A bunch of people who, you know, um, like Patiki Filippis and like cash and, you know, like fake butt um, and some fake titties and, you know. Also, I just realized I'm saying a bunch of shit today that's going to really, like, it's really opinion-based today, huh? Um, Some people might not fuck with it. I don't care, though. What do you think, G? Huh? I don't care. You think people are going to fuck with it? No. No? You think they're going to get mad about the whole Lizzo thing? No. I think that some people might. I'm not sure. We'll see, though. Um... But yeah, so like I said, it didn't seem like a good time. Um, it was just a bunch of fake butt, fake titties, fake people, probably. A bunch of patikis. Um, and who knows if Offset cheated at all that night. Maybe Cardi was in attendance, I don't know. But I didn't really look that deep into the picture. I just saw a bunch of confused faces. I saw Offset having the time of his life. I saw a bunch of strippers on him. And um, but hey, I mean, if that's his, if that's how he has a good time, then by all means, fucking enjoy it, man. Really. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was just surprised by that. Um, the whole idea of getting five hundred thousand dollars cash from a significant other that you've cheated on multiple times and you've been caught and it's been very very well documented and you had to go on stage during her set at a music festival to beg for her back um yeah i don't know wasn't a good look and also just you know on since i'm giving all these opinion-based things today kylie jenner needs to stop staying in that fucking rise and shine shit all right I didn't have this on my notes today, but I I saw it on Twitter that she like sang it at some thing yesterday, and you know Justin Bieber and Jaden Smith, who I I do like Jaden Smith, mainly because of what he's doing in the community and you know getting people, uh, like he's doing like the food trucks and uh, like delivering a bunch of like clean water for people to drink. Um, I'm not as big of a fan of his music; it's just not my cup of tea. I do like some of his stuff, but at the same time. Like I said, I'm a big fan of his community work. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Will Smith and, you know, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which remains the greatest show, the greatest TV show of all time. I can debate that with somebody, too, if you'd like. Um, But, yeah. So, Kylie Jenner needs to stop singing that shit. Uh, I'm fucking tired of it. You're not good at singing. Um, Yeah. That's about all I have to say on that. So, as I was saying before, as George mentioned, I don't know if you can hear him, um, 
But I think both of our futures are kind of bright right now. And that's because we're finally making a break into the world of Hollywood. Um, George and I are in a movie, or in a short film, I should say, um, directed by our, 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 good, our good friend, um, the third kind of piece to our like trilogy. Um, the next Steven Spielberg, our boy Marco Gonzalez, we call him Friends. Um, that's F-R-E-N-S, uh, so not like the show Friends, like Friends, you know, big difference between Friends and, and Friends, um, so our boy Friends, right, for the purpose of this, I'm going to just refer to him as Friends, because it's weird for me to call him Marco at this point, so, you know, so he's he's like a, he's a film major, whatnot, at, in school and whatnot, and so he has to direct his what is just like his final project or like senior film, whatever. Um, so it's called twin bridges, not to be confused with 21 bridges that, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, is in, which I thought it was 21 bridges, which is the only reason I agreed to join this movie. I was like, maybe I'll get to, I'll get to meet the fucking, the Prince, Prince T'Challa. Um, I guess not though, but I'm in too deep now. So I have to stay in the film. Uh, we're actually filming something today. It's Sunday right now, so we're filming something today for Marco, or friends, I should say. Um, but, so, like I said, we're going to be stars. George and I have very prominent roles in this film. There is one point where I'm blocking a door, kind of like this, and then I open, like when he says, when he's like, action, then I, I, I turn and I open the door. I move out of the way so that like the so that like my co-star can walk through the door and then I follow and then I like go meet George and we kind of stand there like you know all intimidating like we wear like masks and shit so that you can't like see who we are, um, and then other than that we just kind of stand there, but um we yeah so we're gonna be stars because there ain't nobody in the world that can stand back there like we can, uh and we're we're a package deal because we have all the equipment that we need. So, you know, uh, if anyone else needs, like, some guards or something in, in an upcoming film, um, we can do it. Um, but, yeah, I was very, disappointment, very disappointed that Chadwick Boseman wasn't there. I thought I, w- I, thought I was going to, like, you know, get to go on, like, a wild chase with him and, you know, something like that through, like, Wakanda. And um, what was that noise that you were saying the, in the movie in Black Panther? Yeah, what was it? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that would be like playing in the ba- in the background and like, you know, we're just running through like the streets of Brooklyn or wherever the fuck 21 Bridges is set. Um but um but yeah, I guess like if you say like 21 kind of fast, it sounds like twin bridges. 21 bridges. Huh? um but yeah we did get to make a duncan's run in the middle of the shoot which was you know exceptional um so our outfits right so he he, marco sends us call sheets because apparently he you know he wants to be all professional with us instead of just texting us as if he doesn't have a group chat with us and just tell us what time we're gonna be there um so you know yeah on the time the outfit description, that's what it was on. I'm getting into the timing in a minute. Um, 
He writes down tactical dress, which I, George and I were like, dude, we don't have dresses. Like, come on. Um, but whatever. So we wore like, you know, we wore some fancy shit. Well, not fancy, but, you know, some like some shit that like if people saw us in public like that, they'd probably call the police. Which we did get some weird looks just from like poking our heads out of the out of the garage that we were shooting in uh, yesterday. But also the timing miscommunication. We had a slight timing miscommunication. So George was George played another role in the movie, which, um, you know, he shot last week, was it? Um, and I guess Margo just texted him what time to be there. So we assumed like, OK, we're on the call sheet. But at the same time, Marco will probably be like, yo, I don't need you until this time. So, you know, George and like I was sleeping and yeah, George was sleeping, too. And I got a call like 930, 945, something like that. And it was Marco. And he had asked me if I had tables at first, right? Like a foldable table. So I thought he was calling me about the table. So I declined the call because I don't like to pick up phone calls. Um, and I'm usually on Do Not Disturb. But Marco, Marco's on my favorites. I have, so, I have like select people on my favorites just like because I know if like they're calling me, it might actually be important or whatever. Um, but yeah, so Marco called and I declined it. I texted him and I was like, hey, like I don't have any tables, but like whatever. He's like, okay. He's like, all right, like no worries. And he goes, are you and G almost here? I was like, oh. I was like, oh, so you meant it when you said 930, huh? Um, but so obviously at that point I resorted to texting George. I was like, yo, I guess we were supposed to be there at 930. He's like, yeah, I know. Marco just called me or whatever. So then Marco, we like, we had to rush to get ready. And, you know, we still had to stop to get some breakfast first. Um, breakfast. Um, and then we showed up to the fucking shoot with our McDonald's coffees. And, you know, we were... Everyone looked at us, and we were just like, I, um, but, um, but yeah, so, like, we, we ended up getting there, we ended up getting all our parts done, well, not all, because we gotta go back today, but, um, I did get yelled at for sitting in a forklift, um, I don't know what kind of damage I could have caused to a forklift, um, just with my bare hands, um, but, hey, yeah, I think that, if anything, yeah, you know what? I don't even. I'm not even gonna get into the forklift. I got yelled at for sitting on a forklift. Um, yeah, that's about it. And yeah, like I said, Mark. I don't know why I'm calling him Marco now. I think it's just because people don't know that he goes by friends. Um, my dog friends. This is next Steven Spielberg. Um, look out for him. Look out for me and George's names on the credits of Twin. Twin. Yeah, Twin Bridges, not 21 Bridges, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's going to be the 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 main lady first, and then it's going to be me, and then it's going to be George as guard one and guard two. Or Ga- Gaurd, as Marco likes to spell it, G-A-U-R-D, instead of G-U-A-R-D. But, hey, you know, it's, uh, it's Marco's thing, so, yeah. I'm eating another cookie because these shit's a fire. But, yeah. Shout out to Marco. Um, that's my boy for real. His co- like his cousin was also very good at acting yesterday. Granted his he's like dying or something in the movie, but you know, he did good regardless. Um But yeah, like I said, Marco, um 
really good friend of mine since high school. Um, that's the homie. I'd do anything for that for that dude. Um, and I guess it kind of like, you know, leads me into you know that I like to fucking talk about some deep shit sometimes. Um, and you know, with the holidays coming around and all that good stuff, I feel like there's a good opportunity just to talk about this certain topic, um, which is appreciation. Um, like I said, Marco is the homie. I appreciate him. Obviously, George is one of my closest friend. Well, you know, my closest friend, him and Marco, um, those two are like brothers to me and shit. So, you know, they both know I'd do anything for them and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, just like in general to, I know anybody who is watching this, I'm sure that you have loved ones or people in your life that you genuinely appreciate. And, you know, I guess that my main point for that is just to make sure that they know that you appreciate them and don't take them for granted because obviously they're, you never know when any of that can be taken away from you. Um, I know that there's definitely people around who like, you know, don't get to spend holidays with their loved ones anymore. You know, maybe they've grown apart, maybe they've lost loved ones, um, so on. So make the most of the time that you have with, you know, these people while you can, um, don't appreciate it once it's too late which obviously you'll appreciate it more because that's just how things go but you know make sure that these people know tell your loved ones that you appreciate them um jesus and yeah um like i said tell them that make sure that they know that you appreciate them tell them why you appreciate them even if it's you know if there's no reason if it's like just cause um and yeah like i said it'll like i always say man it like it goes a long way really for for some people cuz you never know um what someone might be going through in their personal life or whatever um you never know what kind of demons people are battling on their own um but yeah i guess that the main point of that is appreciate those that you love and that love you never take it for granted and make sure that they know because like again you never know when you might not have that person around anymore um but yeah so that was all i really had to say for today um yeah that is all again uh if you're if you're new to the podcast or whatever feel free to follow me on instagram rainy days rnydys on twitter rnydys with two underscores feel free to Subscribe to our YouTube, which is Rainy Days with Randy Alay. A-L-A-Y is the last name. Obviously, I do the weekly podcast, which comes out every Thursday. And we also do some reactions every now and then. We have three reactions up right now to Heartless by the Weekend, Blinding Lights by the Weekend, and Futsal Shuffle 2020 by Lil Uzi, um, the baddest bitch in the world. So, uh, and obviously, we have more coming. We have Party Next Door's album coming. We have The Weekend's album coming. Um... And what other big drops I guess come out we're gonna we're gonna react to those so um, stay tuned for that uh, everything that we put out I do like kind of you know hint at on 
social media so that's a good way to kind of stay tuned and you know stay up to date with what we got coming out so uh yeah other than that like i said like i always say um go make somebody's day you know like the smallest gesture could always go a long way and i know i just said it like a minute ago but you never know what somebody is going through and like i said you could brighten up somebody's day with the smallest gesture um being nice is easy i think and you know i think a good way to save money during the holidays is just being nice because that shit's for free christmas gifts ain't free though gotta buy a lot of those not to which fucking is a struggle sometimes um but yeah just be nice to people you know um i try to be nice to most people sometimes it's hard to be nice to george um right george yep um (laughs) no i'm playing but um but yeah no like i said just try to be nice to people again the smallest gesture could go a long way and um yeah that is about it uh so i will let you guys go i have to go get into character and fucking stand there again (laughs) so um yeah i'll see you guys next week uh again thank you for listening i do appreciate you all i love you all and you're all beautiful people and uh i'll see you next week for episode 13 go go support your your local girl scouts they do good in the community. Wow.